Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, boy, we have a lot to talk about today. The NFL playoffs. We got a game tonight with Dallas at Tampa. That game starts in an hour and 15 minutes. Got the Kings uh, off days before they take on the Lakers. So we're going to open up the phone lines. I want to hear from you. Uh, Again, the NFL playoffs, for the most part, were really good. Strong second half by San Francisco. Too strong for Seattle after being down by a point at the break but really an outstanding second half. Brock Purdy continues to do what he does. Bills, to me, look vulnerable. Cincinnati looked vulnerable. Giants went in and uh, beat Minnesota. You have a meltdown with the Chargers. They gave up a 27-0 lead. So we have a lot to talk about right here on Listen Up. I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we will put you right on. Again, the Kings beating the Spurs last night, a big third quarter outscoring the Spurs by 13 there, and they coasted to the easy win for their fourth win in a row and a season high now six games over 500. All right, good stuff right there from the Kings. Don't forget that coming up for the Lakers game, uh, we'll be on at halftime on YouTube and then uh, after the Lakers game on YouTube as well. Looking forward to that, uh, but this is really a Monday after the first round of the NFL playoffs with one game still to go. So we're going to talk a lot of NFL football today. Uh, I do not understand Kirk Cousins' decision on a fourth and eight, throwing the ball to a covered receiver three yards from the line of scrimmage. I mean, it's just mind-boggling to me. I don't understand John Harbaugh's clock management at the end of the game. I don't understand Miami's clock management at the end of the game on their final drive. Inexcusable, awful, terrible. Uh, This is the National Football League. You have the best coaching in the world. You have the best players in the world. Those things cannot happen. They really can't. You know, you're up 27-0. Think about that. 27-0. And you lose in the playoffs like the Chargers did. And you have a malcontent, prima donna, Joey Bosa, who seems more concerned about acting like an idiot than winning the game for his team. You know, things like that, uh, I just do not understand. I really don't. All right, let's get the show rolling because I want to hear from as many people as I can today. Why don't we start with Connor? Connor, how are you? I'm doing great, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. So our Giants, they got it done. I mean, first playoff win since they last won the Super Bowl in 2011. So pretty happy. Yep. They didn't turn the ball over. Uh, They had a great defensive game plan. We're not letting Jefferson beat us. Daniel Jones had the best game of his career. They they just they they had a really solid game. They didn't really do anything wrong for the four quarters, other than you know a drop ball by Slayton, which would have iced the game. But you know those things are going to happen from time to time. They overcame a horrible, 
horrible roughing the passer call on Minnesota's last drive. But other than the Slayton drop, I mean, the Giants played almost a perfect game. Yeah, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, I was going to say I thought Daniel Jones played about as perfect of a game as you can. I mean, I think there's maybe one throw that he may have missed the whole game. But other than that, I mean, what he does with his legs to open up the passing and the play action, I mean, he's really a dual yep. threat. And he's starting to become in the category of elite. I mean, that's what his teammates were saying. I don't know about that just yet, but he's definitely proven himself to his teammates and his fan base. Oh, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, there's that that part of the uh, equation has been solved. That's not an issue anymore with this football team. Yeah, hundred percent. And then Saquon Barkley. I mean, he does Saquon Barkley things again. Just a great runner. I mean, he did what he needed to do. And then, how about? I mean, I really want to point out Adoree Jackson. I mean, we didn't think oh, that boy. he was going to be on the field very much wow. in that game. I mean. He did as bad a good of a job on the best receiver in the NFL as you can. I mean, I think that's the main reason why they won the game. I am right with you. Uh, Adore Jackson's presence was incredible. It's amazing to me how a guy can miss that much time, step on the field, and be that good. That just shows you how talented he is. What a difference that made to that defense. And in terms of Minnesota on that final play, why wouldn't you give the ball to your number one guy, Justin Jefferson? I mean... I don't care how good or bad of a game he had. I mean, that's your superstar. That's the guy that can make plays for you. And you're going to throw a three-yard check down with your season on the line? I mean, I just didn't get that. You'd be better off throwing a Hail Mary than throw the ball three yards on a check down. It's just mind-boggling. It's almost like Kirk Cousins thought it was third down or something. You know, it makes no sense. Yeah, the only thing that worried me on that play was if Hawkinson could have broken that tackle. Like, we've seen Giants defenders miss tackles all year, but – McKinney did a great job to just stop him. I mean, that was huge yep. right there. Yep, sure it was. It was, uh, you know, again, the Giants deserved to win the game. They were the better team. They played flawlessly. There was really nothing that I saw from the Giants that would concern me moving forward. I, I, listen, Philadelphia is a tall, tall challenge for them. But, you know, I tell you, Philadelphia understands they're going to be in for a hell of a game. I don't think this is going to be a – a lopsided game. I think it's going to be a very close game on uh, on Saturday. I really do. Yeah, and in terms of that roughing the passer call, I mean, even the announcers themselves said it. I mean, are you just supposed to lay him down, put a blanket on him? I mean, what is he supposed to do? Yep. I mean, I think people are saying he got that little hit to the head. I mean, I mean no. that was weak. I mean, that's just embarrassing. That's not what they called anyway. They didn't call that. And Mike Pereira, who uh, is outstanding, even said that it was the, it was an incorrect call. Yeah, and then how about the play calling? I mean, Mike Kafka seems to just come up with a new game plan every week, and it seems to keep yep. working. I mean, that play where they did the Statue of Liberty, the behind-the-back fake, I mean, that's something that you don't see very often or ever. Ever. I haven't seen that play. I don't. I can't remember the last time I saw a play like that. Kafka has been unbelievable, but they've been executing the plays, and you know they're going to have to have another wrinkle or two uh, against Philadelphia. So we'll see. We'll see. You know what? I'll tell you, the Giants are a dangerous team right now because they have nothing to lose. They're playing with house money. Yeah, and I wanted to take a moment to talk about these wide receivers that, I mean, obviously weren't big names and all, but they keep seeming to step up in big moments. And the one time they did make a mistake with the Darius Slayton drop, I mean, I felt really bad for him, and I was really happy that the defense kind of made that mistake kind of go away. I mean, that was huge. That is Hodgkins has been unbelievable. Hodgkins has been unbelievable. 
picking him up from the from the street. You know, Hodgkins, you know, who was released by Buffalo. He's he has been like, I mean, it's unbelievable how well he looks. Yeah, I mean, he looks great. That little sideline toe drag catch that he had. Oh my I god! Mean, he had a touchdown. I mean, he does it all. I mean, I think that he's got to be part of the team the next couple of years too. Oh, no question. And you know what else he does very well? He's a tremendous blocker. Have you seen the blocking that this kid does on the field? It's unbelievable. He blocks down the field. He's an incredible blocker. Yeah, and then a little funny thing I saw in terms of blocking. How about the one block that Kenny Galladay threw? It's about all yeah. he did in the game, but it was a hell of a It block. was a big one. Yep, it was a big one. Even Coach Dable pointed him out after the game for that. So, you know, everybody's buying into the role. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. And how many holding calls did they miss on Kayvon Thibodeau yesterday? Yeah, that's what I, I mean, was going to bring up. I mean, he was being like held. Oh, it was ridiculous. Being bear hugged. You know, I, I don't understand how that's not called. I really don't. Yeah, but yet the roughing the passer is. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau, I was watching. I thought he was held basically every play. I mean, I don't know. Yep. Does he not have a name for himself yet? Or is it just not what I don't know. looking at? I don't know. It's incredible. Uh, I, I don't understand. But all in all, you know, the Minnesota Vikings, I told you before the game, they are. I didn't think they were a very good team. I thought defensively they were vulnerable, and the Giants proved that. I thought just because they were at home, they would edge the Giants. I actually picked the Giants in my picks, getting the three points, because I thought that even if they lost, they'd stay within three. But the Vikings defensively are a bad football team. I mean, the Giants' offense moved the ball up and down the field at will whenever they wanted to. How about all the third-down conversions the Giants made yesterday? Yeah, I mean, I'm not expecting them to really duplicate that performance against Philly, obviously, with their how much better their defense is than the Vikings. But, I mean, I could see us moving the ball a little bit. I mean, and if you're in the game at the fourth quarter, that's really all that matters. Because once you're there, that's it. anything can happen. Have a chance to win it. Yep. Have a chance to win it. You know, um, have a chance to win it. Yep, I mean, that's all I got. I mean, that was one of the best victories in a long time. I mean, when, with the Kings playing this well, the Giants playing this well, I mean, it's been a long time since we can say that. All right, so I'll ask you a question. Daniel Jones, not just based on yesterday, based on this year, uh, Jalen Hurts, to me, is the best quarterback in the division right now. Okay, I, I, I believe that. Is Daniel Jones now the second-best quarterback in that division above Dak Prescott, who, again, I mean, did not have a good year. Well, let's see how Dak Prescott plays tonight. Are, are, is that going too far? No, there's no doubt in my mind that Daniel Jones is the second best. I mean, what he's done this year with the resources that he's had, I don't think you can plug Dak Prescott in because look at what Dak Prescott's done with turnovers. I mean, I don't yep. think he would thrive at all in this team. I mean, you got to give a lot of the credit to the coaching and the play calling. I mean, but Daniel Jones, he can't. you can't just kind of – throw what he's done kind of just hidden. I mean, he's been incredible. I mean, I think he's, well, yeah, I'll he's tell you, definitely. Yep. If I'm the mayor and Tish family, I, I'm throwing big money at Kafka uh, right now to have him pause on becoming a head coach. He'll become a head coach, you know, at some point based on his success with Daniel Jones. But I think that would be a disaster to lose him right now. So if I'm the Mara family and the Tish family, I'm making him really, really happy uh, and if he wants to interview for another head coaching job, obviously I'm going to give him permission, but I'm going to make sure that in the meantime, he knows that he's going to be unbelievably compensated. Yeah. I also heard that. I think the Colts wanted to look at Wink Martindale as a head coach as well. I mean, 
these two guys are obviously two of the biggest pieces, just as much as a lot of the players. Yep. So, I mean, yep. if they walk, yep. I don't really see Wink Martin oh, leaving. Boy. I mean, I feel like he's kind I of don't bought either. in, and he has a great relationship with Dable. But, I mean, Kafka, if you get a head coaching job, like you said a couple of days ago, it's kind of hard to pass up. Yep. Thanks, Connor. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Bye. All right. Take care. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, let's get uh, to uh, some more phone calls. You know the routine. You hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will talk. All right, if you want to talk NFL, a lot going on, obviously, with the uh, game coming up in just about an hour. If you want to talk Kings, NBA, anything else going on, uh, we can do that right here on Listen App. But getting ready for round two of the playoffs, the question is, will the Niners be hosting Tampa or Dallas? I think they would destroy Tampa. I think they would beat Dallas. I don't know if they would destroy Dallas, but I think they would beat them. I think they would absolutely destroy Tampa just like they did uh, a couple of weeks ago. I I really do. But Sean Salisbury thinks Tampa is going to win tonight. I don't. I just did a show with Sean over on YouTube. I just, I think they are not a very good team. I think they were the worst team of all the teams in the playoffs this weekend. Tampa. I think they got too many injuries. I Maybe I'm underestimating them. Maybe I'm underestimating their big play ability. Maybe I'm underestimating, you know, their defense rising to the challenge. Maybe I'm underestimating Tom Brady behind a patchwork offensive line. I don't think so. I just don't think Tampa is that good. But I want to hear from you. All right, your turn. Hit your hand icon. We'll do it, and we will put you right on. Again, the game tonight in about an hour as uh, the Bucks host the Dallas Cowboys. Don't forget, coming up on Wednesday, I'll be with Jerry Reynolds. That is going to be at 3 o'clock. We got the halftime show of the Kings-Lakers on YouTube, the postgame show with the Lakers on YouTube, as Ryan and Sackdown will be with me. So we got a big week coming up, and then on Friday, Sean Salisbury back with me on YouTube. We will get ready for the NFL weekend. You know, uh, somebody on the chat line today made a very good point about San Francisco 
having an extra two days of rest. It's a big deal. Sean thought it's a big deal. You know, the fact that, you know, on Sunday, they're going to host the winner of tonight's game. And yet the Niners played on Saturday afternoon. So it's a full more than 48 hours, more than 48 hours of extra time for the 49ers. That is an advantage. That's again, goes back to winning your division, you know, as a number two seed, you're going to get some advantages. That's what's happening, but it is a big deal. Sean thought it was a big deal. I actually, he made it seem like a bigger deal than I did, but it's a very good question that we got today on YouTube. All right, John, how are you, buddy? Good to have you on the show. I'm doing all right, Grant. Man, I love the the chat with Sean today, and I, I thought the same thing before you guys brought it up about the scheduling and having uh, two days off potentially for the Bucks or Cowboys tonight having to play, you know, on Monday and then on Saturday. I believe you said it was Saturday and not even Sunday. No, no, no. They play on Sunday. The the game coming okay. up against San Francisco will be on Sunday. The Giants play the Eagles on Saturday. The Niners will play the winner of tonight's game on Sunday. Oh, I was, I was saying. There. I was saying. No, I was saying the 49ers played on Saturday this past weekend, whereas the game is here on Monday. So think about that. The Niners played Saturday afternoon, and yeah. here we are. You know, getting ready for the Monday night game. That's a big advantage for them at this point in the season. I thought it was they were going to have two days advantage rather than one, so I mis I mistook what you said. But um, well, think about it. They played. Well, think about it. They yeah. played Saturday. Right? Uh -huh. The Niners played on Saturday. Uh, I, I, maybe I'm you know wrong, John, but you and I are talking right now on Monday afternoon, are we not? Correct. Okay, that's two full days of extra time that they have, as, as opposed to the winner of tonight's game. I thought it. Yeah, I thought the game was going to be on Saturday, not Sunday. That's why no. I was. No, I understand. Yeah, the game is Sunday. Right. The game is going to be Sunday afternoon. The 49ers and the winner of this game will be Sunday. Exactly. Okay, I thought it was going to be Saturday, but it's Sunday. Yep. Man, let's keep yep. talking about these Niners for a second, Grant. I was off base when we talked last week. I said, man, it seems like they're trending down a little bit. Well, maybe a little bit, but not very much. I was looking at, look, they had four scoring drives in the first half and four yep. scoring drives in the second half. Hey, if they kick field goals on all of those drives, those drives, that's 24 points. They were going to win that if they didn't even score a touchdown. And you know what? Their defense is so good. Coming up this weekend, that might be the case as well if they're able to capitalize yep. on eight scoring drives in a game. I mean, no, I got to tell you, I, I give credit to Seattle. Seattle actually played better than I thought they were going to play. I give Seattle a lot of credit for putting up the type of game they did. They were just outmanned and overmatched. The Niners proved that in the second half. But you make a good point. And Sean brought that up today. You know, you know, if the offense can play, you know, this well, you know, the defense doesn't even have to be great. They just have to be good to very good. You know, if the offense is going to play the way they've been playing, you don't even need a great defense to win. No, they need to play normal. That's it. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Yep. It's uh, yep. It's going to be fun to see, man. It's going to be fun to see. John, good hearing from you, buddy. Hey, talking about uh, Connor, talking about the Giants, that guy knows as much as you do and having you two guys break that down second to none, man. I, lo I love that. I love it when you two guys get on that. Thank you, John. You have a good evening, buddy. Do the same. Take care, bud. All right. If you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon and we will put you uh, right on again, the uh, NFL playoffs 
tonight. Round one is in the books, Tampa and Dallas. We'll talk about that tomorrow right here on the show. Kings off until they play the Lakers. Kings have won now four in a row. They're at a season best and really uh, almost a 20-year best, (laughs) six games over 500. So we'll see if they can keep it going before they come home. They play Oklahoma City, Philadelphia, and Memphis, all good three teams. And I say Oklahoma City, the Thunder are starting to play very well. So that is not going to be a picnic. That is for sure. But again, uh, let's hear from you. Uh, I want to get your comments on what you watched over the weekend. A lot of people think Brandon Staley should be fired. A lot of the players on the Chargers spoke up for him. I just can't believe Joey Bosa. That's what I can't believe. I, I just, his behavior, his selfishness was just, I, I, if I'm a Chargers fan, I'm livid at him. Plain and simple. I'm livid at him. Absolutely livid. That's just unacceptable. Unacceptable. Can't have that. Cannot have that at all. That was a bad, bad look for Bosa, boy. And I ripped him on one of my rants over this weekend. That is a bad, bad look. Bad look. All right, NBA uh, tonight, MLK Day. And uh, NBA always puts certain games on the board. The Grizzlies are leading the Suns at the half, 68-65. The Rockets and the Lakers play uh, in a little bit. Celtics beat the Hornets. 130 to 118. The Bucks beat the Pacers 132 to 119. Elsewhere, the Cavaliers beat the Pelicans in Cleveland 113 to 103. Raptors in overtime at the Garden beat the Knicks. Warriors topped the Wizards 127 to 118 in DC. Hawks outlasted the Heat 121 to 113. And the Jazz edged the Timberwolves in Minnesota 126 to 125. Now, when you look at the standings in the Western Conference, Sacramento. Think about this. They're 24 and 18. Think about the pad that they have with the rest of the Western Conference right now. All right. You have Dallas with 21 losses, the Clippers and the Warriors with 22 losses, Minnesota with 23, and Utah with 24. That's significant with the half the season remaining. That's a nice little cushion in the loss column for Sacramento at 24 and 18. New Orleans is 26 and 18. So the Kings are five and a half games out of the top spot. And they are four games away from being the 11th spot. But still, they're in pretty good shape right now. They're in pretty good shape. They've won seven of 10. They take on a Lakers team that has lost three in a row. You know, the Lakers have lost a lot of close games in the past two weeks, boy. They have lost a lot of close games in the last two weeks. Now, here's the other deal you know, about the Lakers. They're coming off. They they play the Rockets tonight, right? So they should, should beat the Rockets. Then the Lakers have the Kings, the Grizzlies, before they go to Portland. Lakers are going to have to play amazingly well the rest of the way to make the playoffs. But we'll see what happens. All right, so. I want to hear from you. If not, I'm going to make it a quick show today. I'm not here to hear myself talk. If you want to get on the uh, app, let's hear from it. Give me your questions on uh, the football weekend or anything else that you want to talk about. I'm happy to do so. And uh, don't forget that Wednesday is a busy day. Jerry Reynolds at three, halftime show on YouTube, and then the postgame show after the Lakers game 
as well. That's all coming up on Wednesday. But it's your turn right now. All right. Hit me up. If you want to talk, uh, I'll put you right on and we can talk about the weekend in the NFL or in the NBA. My most, my, the biggest surprise for me over the weekend were the coaching blunders again. I, I just do not understand at this level how you can have the mistakes that Miami had on that final drive for the Dolphins. It's inexcusable. Absolutely inexcusable. You know, you have to call a timeout to prevent a delay a game. Then you have a full clock and you don't even come close to getting a snap off on a fourth and one. Like that's just, that's football 101. That can't happen. Just can't happen. That to me was just awful. John Harbaugh's clock management in the final minute of the game between Baltimore and Cincinnati. Inexcusable. Can't have it. It's just absolutely awful. Terrible. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. All right, let's get to Ryan and Sackdown. Hello, Ryan. How are you? Hey, Grant. Doing well. Long time no talk. Yeah, right. Absolutely. It has been a long time. <laughs> hey, um, you know, my takeaways from the weekend, obviously clock management and player control. That That's first and foremost. But secondly, this thing's wide open. Um, there was not a team other than what I've told you, the Giants, that really blew me away. I think everybody's vulnerable. And I think, I mean, minus Kansas City um, and the Eagles, who have not played yet because we haven't seen them. Uh, this thing's wide open. Even the favorites, the Niners, you know, the Seahawks played them tough for that first half. And like you said, they were overpowered, overmatched. But if I have to look at who played the most complete game, it was definitely the Giants. And you and Connor broke that down great. They did play complete. I don't think they had any issues that I can nitpick and criticize. They played a 60-minute football game. They played a very good 60-minute game. Well, it's great. Yeah. And it's the first time I've seen them actually play a full game. And the composure was something that really like stood out to me because Minnesota comes down opening touchdown first drive. The Giants run what six plays go the entire length of the field for a touchdown. And it was just on from there. So, you know, that's that's a team that I do not want to see. But the fact that two teams with backup quarterbacks and, you know, poor coaching and clock management took favorites to the limit. I mean, that just tells me that this is going to be a fun postseason. Yeah, it is going to be a fun postseason. And I think you make a great point. I I think we do have to leave Kansas City, as you did, out of the equation right now. But um, it just seems like this is totally up for grabs. I'm with you on that. I think this is going to be a hell of a postseason because there's not that one dominant team. Even Kansas City, I know they're the number one seed, but I wouldn't put them head and show. Listen, Cincinnati, if Cincinnati beats Buffalo, Cincinnati is going to be feeling really good assuming that they can, uh, you know, assuming they play Kansas City, they beat them three times basically in the last year. So, yeah, this thing's up for grabs. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, you make a good point there. And, shoot, Cincinnati was about six inches from overtime. Yes. Yeah. uh, Yeah. That that was really, really – that was crazy. So, uh, hey, uh, side note, what did you think about Al Michaels and Tony Dungy on Saturday night? I thought it was horrid. Well, okay – so I'm going to put myself in the position of Al Michaels, okay? Tony has no energy, okay? His commentary and what he has to say is good. So you have a low-energy guy in the booth next to you, and it very often will reflect on the play-by-play announcer who is trying to balance things out. I do believe that Al was not himself for the game in terms of his excitement level. But I also think it sounded worse 
because he's with Tony Dungy, who's a low-energy guy. Again, I think Tony's great. I think he has a lot of tremendous things to say. I'll tell you this. I'd much rather watch a game with Tony Dungy than Tony Romo. I can freaking tell you that. Oh, okay. But the the energy in the booth was lacking, and I think a lot of that has to do with Tony Dungy, not necessarily Al Michaels. That's a fair point. Um, Tony, like you said, he he's very calculated in what he says. He's methodic. And I think he he's great to listen to. It is low energy. But Al, something was just off. I mean, it seemed like there yep. was a couple of times and I can't pinpoint exactly what he said, but it was almost passive aggressive sarcastic on like. Well, you, he made a point. He made a point early in the it was either I want to say third quarter you know, made a point uh, about an overtime game and said, well, obviously we won't have that here. So yeah. almost like he, you know, that, 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 that is unbelievable for a veteran announcer like Al Michaels, basically insinuating the game's over, you know, with still another half to play, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the exact one that I was thinking about Grant. And as far as Romo goes, it never really jumped out to me until you started talking about it, but he steps on Nance All more than a damn doormat. It's crazy. Yep. Well, I think he's been bad for Jim Nance. I think Jim Nance has gone from a really good football announcer to a so-so football announcer. And I think Tony Romo has been really bad for Nance. I, and I mean this, okay? I muted the game between Buffalo and Miami the other day in the second half for about 20 minutes because I could not stand listening to Tony Romo anymore. So I actually watched 20 to 25 minutes of the game without any sound because I just couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah, I, I don't I don't blame you, Grant. I mean, there was a few times actually where Romo stepped on him and then Nance made a point to come back and say what he was going to say. And it was like not really the appropriate time. And it really didn't even have any context, but it was almost yep. like that. I don't want to say battle, but, you know, they, they just don't mesh well together. And he has. No, they don't. I don't think Tony Romo would mesh well with anybody because he doesn't understand broadcasting. And I, I just think it's terrible. I, I don't understand how CBS allows him to do that. I really don't. Did you guys did you guys get graded out? You and Jerry on your games like they do for football. I've heard Charles Davis talk about that in the past. Graded out by whom? By management, by no, you know who, you know who, no, we got graded out by the fans uh, on polls that they used to do on certain websites, uh, including not polls, but people like uh, ESPN personalities. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Zach Lowe would do rankings, and we were always ranked very high. I know we finished third once on awful announcing. That was a poll among all NBA fans that we finished behind Mike Breen and Ian Eagle. We finished behind the Knicks and the Nets as the number three broadcast team in a league one year on a poll. So I always, we didn't get graded out by, first of all, all right, I'm just going to call, I'm going to say it the way it is. I have worked in this business for a long time. I would say that the people that I worked with, okay, at NBC Sports California, and I'm not talking about the people that I work with in the TV truck. I'm talking about the management people. I'm talking about the people that run NBC Sports California mm-hmm. are, are some of the least knowledgeable people that I've ever been around in my entire career when it comes to broadcasting. They have no idea 
They have zero idea about what makes a good broadcast. I'm not going to mention the name because I don't want to embarrass the individual. He has since retired, and he was there for a long time, and he was their main guy, you know, that would always try to tell us things. And I told Jerry, because Jerry was, you know, not an expert in terms of broadcasting. He was an expert at what he did, but he didn't, you know, not, not in terms of the, the broadcasting X and O's and everything. I told right. Jerry, I go, don't ever listen to anything this guy tells you. He has no idea what the hell he's talking about. And the guy also, you know, was a huge Giants fan. So we used to talk a lot about the Giants. But when it came to broadcasting, I used to talk behind his back to our colleagues because I said, how is it that this guy is in this position? He has no idea about anything about broadcasting. It was embarrassing to me. It was absolutely embarrassing. And there were others that work at NBC Sports California that, that they have no idea what the hell they're doing there. I've never been around a organization that had that was in the sports broadcasting business that had no idea what the hell they were talking about. So if anybody from NBC Sports ever told me uh, how to do a game or whatever, I would laugh at them because they have no idea what they're talking about. It's embarrassing. So, no, we were not graded by anybody. And the reality is we weren't – those people weren't capable of grading us. Those people weren't – they weren't – no, I'm serious. I'm not, I'm not even know, trying to be funny. They weren't capable of critiquing us or doing anything else because they don't understand what makes a good broadcast. I've studied broadcasting my whole life. That doesn't mean I know it all, but I would put my knowledge up against a lot of people about what makes a good broadcast, what doesn't make a good broadcast, uh, the ins and outs, because I've studied it ever since I was a little boy. These people, they come in and they get these positions and they think they have to reinvent the wheel. They think they know everything. They know very little. It's, it's, it's laughable. It really is. Well, I'm assuming too, Grant, these are people that have never been on camera either. That's correct. But, you know, it's the same thing that you see on the networks. Like, for instance, let's take a look at Fox, okay? Fox is football coverage, okay? Explain to me why you need five people on a TV set at halftime and before the game and after the game, why you need five people breaking down the first 30 minutes of a college football game. Why do you need five people on there? I mean, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. You know, it's it, it, it's it, it's it's stupid. I mean, there's just there's a lot of decisions that go in the network broadcasting that are mind boggling to me. They really are. They're mind boggling. And the network executives think that you can take a former athlete. OK, and just stick them in the booth and they're going to be really good. Well, how did that work out for Drew Brees? You know, they thought that Drew Brees, because he was the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints mm -hmm. and sounded good in interviews, could step in to NBC on primetime coverage in the studio in New York with you know the gang and be really good well guess what he was really really bad they thought that he could step right in and do notre dame football well guess what he was really bad they thought they could stick him into a playoff booth okay and do a playoff game with mike Tarico and everything would be good well guess what he was really really bad guess what he only lasted at nbc sports for a year you know again those type of decisions to me are mind-boggling they really are yeah, and that, that's the way that it's been for a long time, Grant. I mean, at least the last 10 years where this is almost the NFL retirement if you have any type of name and look, right? But uh, yeah. let me ask you this. Did you ever have a Kings player that was interested in getting into broadcasting and getting into sure that did. field postseason that sure would did. try to get tips from you? Sure did. Ryan Hollins used to come up to me all the time and wanted to come on the show, and I had him on a couple of times. and. Yeah, Ryan Hollins would ask me about broadcasting all the time, and I'll look at him. He's, he's done very great. well, and he, yeah, and he's the TV analyst for Houston. So, yeah, absolutely, it has happened. There have been some others as well, but he's the one that sticks out the most.
Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, enjoy the game tonight, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Thank you. You know, I did some work with Vince Carter, too, and Vince would ask questions. And um, so, yeah, there were there were others. But Ryan Hollins used to actually uh, come up to me, and uh, I thought that was neat. I really do. All right. Um, don't forget, we have got football coming up tonight. We'll talk about it tomorrow right here on Listen App. Wednesday, we got a lot of stuff going on, as I've chronicled. So I'm looking forward to that as well. If you want to get on, this will be your last opportunity. If not, we'll wrap up the show. I'll tidy up things, edit, put it on the platform, and get ready to watch uh, Monday Night Football. I think it's going to be an interesting game. I just, I'm not sold on Tampa. I don't think they're very good. Maybe they'll prove me wrong tonight. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. All right, let's get to Al. Hello, Al. Welcome to the program. Good to have you on, Al. Al, are you there, buddy? I cannot hear Al. Where are you, Al? All right, I'll put Al back in the audience. Sometimes Al will have a little issue uh, on his app. Could not hear you, and so won't be able to hear Al. Uh, but if you want to get on, now is your time. If not, we'll wrap it up, and we'll come back and do it again uh, tomorrow. All right, I think that – let's see. Let's see if we can get uh, Jeff on. Hey, Jeff, good to have you on, buddy. How are you today? Grant. Is is today the best Monday you've had in a while for your Giants? Yes, today is the best Monday I've had in a while, in about uh, 13 years. 10, 11, how many years? Well, since 2011, so 12 years. <laughs> Congratulations. And man, I'm telling you what, if you as say Daniel Jones is going to be the, like, the best quarterback of all the quarterbacks, on on uh, wild card weekend you know i know purdy had a good game but yeah he, he did was, have a good game but you know but he was shaky in the first half daniel jones he looked on like a light switch from the beginning yeah he was Ryan, great I, I i don't know what overcome that kid <laughs> he was really good <laughs> yeah so anyways but i i i listened to you and sean earlier and i heard you talk about the 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 referee, the quick uh, replay by upstairs, uh, yep. it, was, yep. it was noticeable. I did notice it through all the games. They would call down immediately to, you know, especially on caught balls or the balls that hit the ground, they would call immediately. And then what the, sometimes the coach went to challenge and the referee would tell him, look, it's already been confirmed. There's just no way. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. I agree with you. I thought it was an improvement for sure. Absolutely. I, I think. I think the NBA maybe could learn a lesson in the last two minutes of the game to maybe install still some of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Spot on. Okay. Take it easy, Grant. Hey, Jeff. Next week. Good hearing from you, buddy. You have a good uh, rest of the day. Thanks very much, my friend. Take care. Bye. All right. Let's get to uh, Trent. Hello, Trent. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing great, Grant. I'm looking forward to the game tonight. Um, I just heard your uh, explanations on broadcasting, and I found myself fascinated by that. Um, I've been I've been watching King's highlight reels on YouTube with the uh, with the guy that does the King's home games, and it's fascinating to me that um, I mean, you and Jerry would travel with the team every week, and uh, or sorry, every game, right? And you would go yep. to all the different stadiums and arenas. And I guess this guy doesn't travel with the team, right? I have no idea. I don't, I, I don't watch uh, anything to do with Kings broadcasting. So I have no idea 
who's doing what, who's doing what game, where they're at. I have no idea. I never watch. I, I wouldn't, you'd be, you're asking the wrong guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I just find his commentary to be distasteful at best and it's uh, it's appalling sometimes, but I, uh, I, I find myself in agreement with, uh, the whole Tony Romo thing, and, uh, you know, I, I found it – I didn't watch the game with Tony Dungy and Al Michaels, but I did right. watch the highlight reel, and it was really, really – Al Michaels tried to keep every sort of moment that he could have a word come in. It was just like he was doing – it was overkill almost. But I'm, I'm, I'm sort of thankful that uh, CBS is not having the Super Bowl this year. And so I guess it'll be Chris Collins' work and Mike Tirico with NBC. Yes. So I guess that'll be, that'll be good. Yeah. Yes, so, it will. Um, anyway, looking forward to the game tonight. Thanks, Grant. Thanks, everybody. And uh, have a great night. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Trent. Good hearing from you. Take care. All right. Let's see if we can hear Al now. Al, go ahead, buddy. Let's see if we can uh, get you on the app. Can you hear me, Nate? Yep. Got you, buddy. Go ahead. Oh, my gosh. Sorry about that, man. Sometimes I'm outside. Okay. I'm over in the local creek with the dog. I'm just tuning in, so I know you guys talked a lot playoffs. I just want to say, man, I'm, it's almost 60 years of football, and see, I can't think of a guy come out in his first playoff game like Daniel Jones did, and it looked the way he was his demeanor from start to finish. He looked so poised and, and confident. I mean, he just was zipping those passes, man, and just picking his spots on the run. What yeah, a phenomenal! Yeah, and and he sets history. He made history, I think, is over 300 yards and 70 yards, something like that. You know, it was just phenomenal. I mean, I, I was thinking, God, where have I seen a, you know, a young quarterback come out on their first playoff start? And some of the all-time greats took a long time before they could really have a decent, you know, play well. Even Peyton Manning, Terry Bradshaw, you know, and, and Jones comes out like he's Tom Brady. It was a phenomenal. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Yeah, he played very well. He played flawlessly. Didn't make one mistake the whole game. Oh, he was just his confidence. He was just throwing dimes, and you know, the, it just was really clicking. And of course, the line was giving him a lot of time to throw. But your team just, you know, no one was surprised by your team uh, handling business. What was your biggest surprise for the weekend, as far as how the games went for me, it was the backup quarterback games being so close. Like I, I just didn't think Miami could, you know, yeah. Skylar Thompson, he played well, Huntley played yeah. well for Baltimore. What, what was your biggest surprise? And my biggest surprise was the fact that Seattle had the lead at halftime and that Miami yeah. almost won the game in Buffalo. Now I know the Niners destroyed Seattle in yeah. the second half. So I, I, I and I, I thought they would destroy Seattle in the second half. I didn't think they'd be trailing at the half, though. But I think my biggest surprise was that Miami went up to Buffalo and almost won the game. That really surprised me. Yeah, me too. I figured that game was a – but, you know, sometimes Buffalo just – you know, they, they make turning over the ball, and they, it's like they lose their focus or something. I mean, they yeah. got so much talent. Maybe they feel they could just step on the field and get it done. But, yeah, that, that, that went down to the wire. And then the Bengals – I'm, I, I, what I, from what I'm hearing is, you know, the Huntley outplayed Burrow. I thought if it wasn't for that fumble return touchdown, I, you know, I'm watching the play, Nate, and, and next thing I know, the guy's running down the field the other way. I totally missed yeah. it. They filled a replay. He wasn't even close to breaking a plane on that. That wasn't even close. But I know. Uh, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Now I think you guys 
I'm not. I think Philly's got it. Hurts is hasn't been himself. He's been. I was out for the last two weeks. Came in for the final game, but was not even close to 100. percent Even his coach came out, which surprised me, and said he was really hurting. I'm like, don't you want to kind of keep that in the locker room a little bit, you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah. you guys, you guys can handle Philly, man. I'm telling you, I'm not going to be surprised if the Giants go in there and beat them. I'm really not, because the Giants. Barkley's running hard. The defense, or Dory Jackson, you know, stabilized the thing after Jefferson got a, you know, a few passes on the opening drive. Or Dory Jackson shut him down the rest of the game. Dexter Lawrence, that they have rough in the passer where he tapped him on the helmet. Well, I don't want to get into that because that's just ridiculous. No, but, you know, you, I think the Giants can go in. And uh, with Jones playing so much confidence, they can go in and handle Philly, Philly, take care of their business. I really, I really like. The Giants with the points. I think it's six plus minus six Philly favored, but I like your team, man. Even win outright. We'll see, buddy. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's the playoffs. Well, congratulations, man. I, I, man, I yeah, and I didn't hear Connor's call. I mean, that kid, that kid was having a day. That kid, his Kings yeah. won and his Giants yeah. won, and he's a younger guy. So I imagine he was, you know, ecstatic about the whole thing, having a good, have a game. So have a weekend. But anyway, uh, I'll uh, talk to you later this week. Okay, Sorry, I was running late. Don't worry about it. You and, uh, care. I don't know what I, I don't know what's going. Yeah, I, I, as far as this game tonight, I said the only reason you know Tom Brady and I, Dallas is by far the more talented team. But if if, if they lose, man, I think McDaniel's. I mean McCarthy's out. If they lose, I think Jones yeah, fires them. So maybe okay. they'll bring back Peyton, man. That would be a good fit for him. Take care, man. All right, Al. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Enjoy yeah. the game tonight, everybody. I hope you enjoy that game, and we'll be back tomorrow right here at 4 o'clock, and uh, we will do it again. Again, thanks very much for listening. Thanks very much for your calls, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye now. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus